Hey, what's up? This is Kat Jones, your host. Today is April 10th, 2020. I'm going to make you all listen to my degree on Queer All Year. Hey, what's up? This is Kat. I have an English degree, so mwahaha. And I am joined, as always, by my bro and sound producer and co-host, Mick G. Uh, I got a music degree. <laughs> I, we both have useless degrees. <laughs> but um, have a lot in common with our stories today, I guess. Well, Four years of college, plenty of knowledge. Have earned me this useless degree. <laughs> I'm a disgusting thespian. You are. <laughs> I can't pay. As the Elijah bills would yet. say, we need to get him on I an episode no of this. Like, yet. I know he's um actually to like be a little teaser. He's going to talk about Brandon Tina. Oh. And I'm not sure when he wants to do cool. that. I need to coordinate it. But um, yeah, 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 he's he's been like or chomping at the bit. Tell to him do to it hit me really up too. To. Like, yeah, totally. Because you have the well. I was gonna say you have the equipment, hmm. but you also aren't under quarantine. Right. Uh, we can work something. Out. Yeah, we'll figure it out. I'll put. You know how like some of the some of the podcast recommendation things I've read for when you're doing you know remote. Um, recordings is that you send the uh interviewee a microphone yeah there are some cheap and i'm like so we bluetooth just buy a microphone like we'd have to go to bluetooth and it would just be like yeah, the I'm little like, so we headset just, anytime ones. we want to interview someone we just buy them a microphone like yeah what is our budget how many sponsors do we need someone sponsor get, us you can get a good enough microphone for this for 15 dollars no I don't want to spend fifteen dollars for something we're not going to get back. Yeah, neither do I. But uh, I mean, we'd was... get it back from Elijah. But I'm just saying, like, if we wanted to interview anyone else, you know. Yeah. I don't know. You want to talk about well, other people Youth that HIV have guests? They have day? all kind of like, uh, you know, we're not giving anyone a, gr- a green room or any. Um, yeah, uh, it's. I'm amazed like at how good like brown a lot of them sound. Like these, these like non podcasting guests i'm amazed at how good they sound and then you can like, do all of sometimes post, the, the like, host will be terrible yeah it just depends on what kind of equipment you got or you know just what you know how to do yeah i guess we both i i guess we just described us and getting off <laughs> yeah i mean like if anyway. you guys remember how this sounded if you go back listen to that january 1st through 6th or whatever um mm-hmm. you can tell that we now have a better grasp of what we're doing audio wise i did make an apology on the getting off facebook group oh yeah just so you know oh for ours oh geez yeah the crossover episode we did with them was jessa and nick if you still listen to this you probably don't because you're probably sick of us by now but (laughs) if you do let's do another one right we have i have better equipment now um (laughs) yeah we can do well and see i've been kind of I was kind of talking to Jessa a little bit about um, the True Crime Podcast Festival, which was supposed to be in June, probably not now. But um, so um, L.A. Not So Confidential, um, Dr. Doctors Shiloh and oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry. I forgot your name. Doctors. Um, I was thinking about seeing if we could do like a panel where we discuss like the various um implications of covid where like 
um, maybe getting off could talk about the history of quarantine legality. And then we could talk about like how it's affecting people with HIV and how people aren't talking about it. And then LA Not So Confidential, they're psychiatrists and psych, yeah, psychiatrists, and they've worked in, you know, all sorts of areas, mostly law enforcement. And they could talk about like the um, psychological aspect of being quarantined, mm. but uh, that's clearly not happening now. <laughs> yeah. No, so no. anyway, like I, would you like to talk? About National Youth HIV AIDS Awareness Day. I would like you to talk about <laughs> National Youth right. HIV slash AIDS Awareness Day. All right. Well, it was created in 2013, and it's observed every year on April 10th cool. to spread education about the impact that HIV AIDS has on the country's youth, as youth are often overlooked when it comes to this disease, um, which is why Ryan White had to become a poster child for it, you know, because they were like, oh, my God, kids can get this. And so, like, we got to make sure people don't forget that. Um, it also highlights and celebrates young people who are working to help and educate the public about um, HIV AIDS. Okay. According to the CDC in the U.S., one in five new HIV diagnoses each year are among people aged 13 to 24 I don't know how much of that is sexually transmitted, but that age 13 is upsetting. Right, that is... Uh, so, um, like I said yesterday, hopefully I remembered to put a link in the show notes to the CDC page where you can get resources and social media badges. Hopefully I remember to do it again today. If you would like to use the hashtags, the hashtags are hashtag HIV, hashtag health ed, hashtag N-Y-H-A-A-D and hashtag C-D-C-Y-R-B-S <laughs> which stands for the CDC Youth Risk Behavior Study. We will I all would remember that. Um, we'll put that I in the show I would recommend notes. spelling things out. Yeah. Because no one knows what that means. So that's basically all I've got. Um, spread awareness about a HIV AIDS yeah. in the youth. That's, uh, you know, because, yeah. Certainly need to be done. Yep. Yep. And the CDC has resources and stuff for, you know, for you and whoever. Just But then they're going to put you in their FEMA here. camps. Like I've said, just <laughs> open up your window and yell at people. Sure. Why not? That's so, all right. um, our main story today is about Lord Byron and Samuel Taylor Coleridge. Oh, majestic. And so start, starting out with Samuel Taylor Coleridge, he was a celebrated and famous poet, philosopher, and theologian. He was one of the founding members of the Romantic Movement in England, and we've discussed the Romantic Movement a little bit more or, uh, in the past, but the Romantics basically believed in expressing individual emotion through art as well as glorifying the purity of nature, and it was a response to... The Industrial Revolution, which many um, artists believe, like, stifled the soul and artistic nature of the world. And it was just, like, you know, yeah. machines and awful stuff. And it was, like, going out in nature and, you know, like, rolling around in the grass or whatever and writing poetry. and Smoking opium. All that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. So Samuel had crippling anxiety and there was speculation that he was bipolar. He was often sick his whole life, and every time he was sick, he was treated with laudanum, yeah. which created an addiction to opium that would last his entire life. Oh. Um, 
so two of his greatest works of poetry, The Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner and Kubla Khan, are required reading in poetry classes. Oh, he wrote both of them? And AP... What? He wrote both of those? Yeah, I had to read both. No, I'm saying... I had to... uh, No. Oh, yes, he wrote both of those. I thought you said you read both of those. Mm. It was like, I have almost a poetry degree. (laughs) Like, I hang out with the poet laureate. What are you talking about? No. Um, I, I also had to read it and dissect it quite a lot in the a- my AP literature and composition class, which was, I think I got a five on that one. Nerd. Maybe I got a, yeah. No, I got a four. Anyway, um, so Kublai Khan, one of his, uh, like, I think The Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner is more popular, but Kublai Khan is at least the second. Uh, he, it was written after he conceived it during an opium trip, as all great works of art were, were at the time. He woke from this trip and tried to write down the entire poem as it had appeared in his dream, but he was interrupted, forgot his vision and poem, and he only wrote three stanzas. And I think he had like six stanzas in mind, and I'm like, you have had too much of a trip. <laughs> that we do not need six st- three stanzas is fine um but he never meant for it to be published because it wasn't um completed and so it wouldn't have been published without george gordon Bryan, who is known as lord byron to the literature world and probably like just the general public as the guy who had sex with thousands of women pretty much um yeah. so byron was a poet and a politician and another founder of the romantic movement and um, despite how absolutely brilliant he was, he's best known for his scores and scores of affairs. He is literally the first person to be known as mad, bad, and dangerous to know, which sounds like we'd be talking about like a gangster, you know, like a who called like him a that? Jesse James, that someone like contemporaneously. Uh, like his ex, called him it was that? like his ex girlfriend. It was either one of his ex wives or his ex girlfriend or something. Like literally. He was the first person. Sounds like something you'd be reading like, in like Jugs or something. Jesse James or something. Oh. Or like uh, Dean. Um, what's that guy's name? Martin. Dean something. Who's the hot guy from like the 50s who died in the car crash? Dean Martin. Yeah, sure. I think he's more like I don't the know. 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s. Yeah, but I mean, he'd be mad, bad and dangerous to know. You know, like he died in that car accident, which was like awesome or whatever. Maybe Frank Anyway, Sinatra. so he was rumored uh sure uh lord byron was rumored to have had affairs with thousands of women uh, and recently documentation has come forward that he even had relationships with men and for some reason this has been used as evidence of homosexuality not bisexuality which makes absolutely no sense as it is firmly documented that he had many 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 female affairs Now, the reason that his sexuality is actually important, whereas I would usually say that I don't like to put labels on famous dead people, is because it helps us understand his work so much, uh, like, more deeply and differently. Uh, If you look at it in a bisexual interpretation, it is, like, so much different from a homosexual interpretation, and it is so different from a heterosexual interpretation. And so several of his biographers have posited that his sexuality was not strictly hetero and these are the reasons they have so leslie a marchand believes that an incident when he was a child when an older man made sexual advances against him led to his later sexual encounters with young men in his uh, college life uh this theory 
dances dangerously with the idea that trauma can make someone homosexual. And so I don't like it. Fiona McCarthy, another biographer, believes he was exclusively attracted to young men, which makes absolutely no sense. Lewis Crompton pegs him squarely as bisexual and essentially says that those who think he was exclusively homosexual are closed-minded and ignorant. And Vernon Bullo and Bernhard Jackson have translated correspondence between Byron and some of his friends that specifically state that he had affairs with men. So, um, yeah, it's not, it's not in question and I don't know why it's in question. Um, so on this day in 1816, Coleridge recited his poem Kubla Khan to his friend, Lord Byron. And like I said, it was never meant to be published because Coleridge couldn't remember how it was supposed to end because he was in an opium haze and, got interrupted and i mean (laughs) i know what it's like to be interrupted in an ambient phase so i cannot imagine opium um but byron loved the poem so much that he convinced him that night that he had to publish it and so two days later coleridge made a contract to publish it and um this was witnessed by several people who were in attendance when coleridge recited the poem they all agreed that the poem was so great that it had to be published, but several of his friends objected as they didn't think reading the words would be as powerful as the recitation, which tends to be true of poetry. Yeah, but you um, can't record it back then. Yeah, and and I guess you don't really know. I mean, there's a way you can mark the inflections, but you just don't know how he inflected right, it, yeah. I guess. I don't know. That's definitely lost. So... Yeah, so regardless, though, without the romantic movement and the friendship of the movement's founders, one of the most famous poems by one of the most famous poets might have been lost to history. Oh. Yeah. How nice. So there's that. So yay for friendship. Good old friend-timey good stuff. Speaking of friendship, I thought I would mention that today is Siblings Day. Not similar. And a quote, a quote from that, is that the siblings' bonds are lifelong relationships usually lasting from cradle to grave. It is usually the longest relationship of a person's life. And I thought I might wax a little poetic since it's Poetry Month and I'm talking about poetry in this and talk about how different this this podcast has kind of made our our relationship. If, you know, I just sprung that on you. But... (laughs) Yeah, we're closer, that's for sure. I've been thinking about it lately, like... If you, I don't know, if you talked to me even in college, I would never have said that we would be doing this. Yeah, know? that's true. Not I that, like, not like that we weren't like, not that we didn't like each other, but that we'd be spending so much time together and like getting along and like talking, you know, like this. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. That's felt appropriate to talk about on siblings. This definitely day. has gotten us a lot closer. That's for sure. Yeah. Closer. Even and, though we're um, like fighting doing through Zoom here. <laughs> yeah i mean yeah and i think we've been able to talk to each other about stuff we weren't able to talk to talk about before yeah you know sometimes like you you told me things about things that i didn't i wasn't supposed to know because <laughs> the family apparently thinks i am a delicate little flower uh, I, don't, I think some I of that's take... perceived that's just because uh like dad forgets things and mom doesn't want to tell you <laughs> yeah mom's side of the family needs to open up 
Well, Dad's side of the family needs to open up a little bit no, more. They need I to need to record not... all of them. Well, you. Uh, I want to write didn't a book. You, like study psychology for a minute. For a minute. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Didn't I took, Freud I was say that Irish were the time. only people that were in pers- in that could not be psychoanalyzed? So the thing is, no one really talks about Freud anymore. Oh, well, I, okay. <laughs> Except for like in history classes, and I did not pay attention to Well, like, that, that's like the only quote ever history. regarding Irish people in psychology, so that's the one I yeah. choose. Well, there's the John Mulaney joke where he's like, um, you know, I have this feeling, and I'm going to swallow It's going to stay right here, and then one day I'll die. <laughs> <laughs> and he's, yeah, so that's... <laughs> How he <laughs> interprets Irish things, which is that, yeah, that's the exact same yeah. thing as he's yeah. What we need to do is we need to get some Jameson. We need to get the whole family together, and then we need to hit record. To and then I'm gonna need to write a book on just everything that happens. Yeah, they wouldn't agree to that though. They don't like to get drunk, you know. Well, maybe. Well, I guess so. maybe they like will the fight about whiskey. side of it, like yeah, that's yeah. If we were to get together with all they of will them, fight about whiskey. No, I just really, I really want to write, like, because dad's life story and his his family story is so interesting. And I just have little bits and pieces that I just get from dad. They're not confirmed by anyone else or, like, I don't have anyone else's side. Yeah. I would just really like to talk to everyone while everyone's still alive, you know? Yeah. It could be like Tiz, except not as horrible, (laughs) you know? I don't know what that is. You read Tiz. It was... Frank, it was, tis not Angela's in my ashes. Angela's ashes. Uh, you, re- you read it. Yeah. Familiar. Mom's gonna yell at you because you read it. Okay. <laughs> um. What's it about? You want to do? You want? Do you have anything else about siblings, or or you want to do social media? Yeah. Before we hear we about should you, do social unicorn? media, I suppose. Before that cool. uh, unicorn gets out of the cage. Yeah. If you'd like to like us, we like you a lot. Check out Facebook. Um, Queer All Year. We have also a group where all of our... Whatever. Words. Horrible. Words appear in our Facebook group, and the group is called (laughs) the Queer All Year Mafia. Mafia. We also have Twitter and Instagram. It's Queer All Year Pod, like podcast, you know? Uh, (laughs) Pod like podcast. Like what you're listening to. Um, and then if you want to get all the sweet extra nectar goodness, you got to go to patreon.com slash queer all year and you can get bonus episodes. You can get ringtones. You can get, um, the weird intro bloopers, all kinds of bloopers and videos. Guess what, McGee? What? I just smacked my mic super hard. Nice. Are we still going? So have fun with that. Okay, yeah, we're good. still going. Okay. I just like that. Just so we know, <laughs> around 1905, you're going to take turn down the well, volume. At least, I don't think you were talking, so I can just cut it out. I guess They will true. never know. Yeah. So if you'd like to like us on wherever you like to listen to us, we'd like you there. Uh, if you'd like to give us a rating... Wherever you listen, that would be great. If you could leave a review with your rating, that would be even better. 
because that bumps us up in the charts and more people can find us and be just horrified at my weird knowledge of poetry and stupid things. Um, Is that it? That's about it for ratings. Let's talk to a, let's talk to a unicorn. That is not the right day for the unicorn. All right. So the advice from a unicorn today is I am blank fill in the blank. So that's the advice. Yes. I think it's supposed to be an affirmation. Okay, yeah. So I am confused. (laughs) That's a good one. That's not an affirmation. I am in doubt. (laughs) My former therapist would be very upset with you. I am Iron Man. (laughs) There you go. Um, I am not letting things tear me down. I guess. Gotta ain't stop keeping on the keep off. What? Get, stop get keeping down on with the keep off? Keeping keeping on with the, the keel of the heel on the reel with the fajizil. I sure. I have no idea what you're talking uh, about. But uh not gonna let my, the haters be. Is my translator working? Is this my is this coming through I don't know. in English? Am I supposed to have a babel fish in my ear? Yeah, because it's not need. working. <laughs> okay. Well, Hitchhiker's I will go talk everybody. to whatever. Douglas Wouldn't that Adams be Babel said fish? Like the Tower of Babel? <gasps> the movie says Babel fish. And it's Stephen Fry narrating, so I'm going to take Stephen Fry. So, anyway, um, today's been a day. It's been a poetry day. And you like poetry because I told you to. Today is Siblings Day, so go love your sibling. And um, we're going to consider you all our siblings because we love you. 